Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online use their app or even over the phone they've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations they're my go-to for travel planning and if you join their club miles program you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel book on the app and you get double points sounds like it's time i tried cheapo air call cheapo air at 855-247-3279 or visit cheapoair.com slash podcast is the problem people need to calm down get a little less politically correct and i would say you know love everybody you clearly don't know who you're talking to so let me clue you in this is a freak show an intergalactic freak show what do you make of that it's about right i keep telling my colleagues um, that this is the new normal god help us all hold on a sec i'm gonna get me a beer well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. We've made it possible to eliminate the tubes and tubes. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From the first day of spring. Spring, senor. Which is why I'm wearing white shoes, white pants, and a pink carnation. As I always do on the first day of spring. And a straw hat. And today. That's a snappy look. Thank you very much. I'm in a barber shed. Barber shop. Whoa. Did we have to dump that? No. Shet is not a word, sir. Back to you. I'm in a barber shop quartet. That's why I'm dressed this way. Uh, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, uh, John McCain, apparently. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I know it. Oh, jeez. The uh, president, having uh, run out of enemies among the 7.7 billion people currently alive on Earth, has <laughs> gone beyond the pale and targeted a, a dead man. 
Yeah, I don't get this, but I would say that a lot of the anti-Trump media were using their... Big finish. Um, One of the songs you do in your quartet? Yes, especially on the first day of spring. <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of the uh, Trump-hating media that are using their sad voices. Or their angry, outraged voices. I've heard the sad voices as Donald Trump apparently dug up the war hero, urinated on his body, oh, and then drug it through the streets of Washington. The war hero who served so valiantly in this... I remember what you were saying about him when he was running against Barack Obama. He was a senile old warmonger who was going to send your kids to a far-off war. And a racist. And a racist, right. Right. And a racist. Yeah. So I remember what you thought of John McCain. Yeah, I know. It was (laughs) unfriggin' believable. And while I got to admit... The whole bad mouth and the dead man story is, uh, it's something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, that does not. I don't understand what Trump's doing. The I have no idea what he's doing. It, oh, no, it's indefensible. But the reason it came up in the first place is really interesting. Sure. But it takes like 11 to 12 seconds to understand the story. And so that's not good enough for the mainstream media. It's just fight, fight, fight. Trump said something about a dead guy. Trump said something about a dead guy. And that's America's media. Uh, just uh, Politics is just so funny and frustrating and stupid. The 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 nation is just so into John McCain. Just oh my gosh, such an important man, and to and to say anything bad about sell his reputation. You hated him, right? You hate he was an old racist who started the Iraq War. Come on, don't you remember? <laughs> you hated him. Anyway, we'll get into all the uh, nuances of that coming up later. Well, some super moon. I don't know if anybody got a chance to enjoy the super moon last night. Heck of a moon. <sighs> Really a good one. What am I? A werewolf in this scenario. Some days it's bright, some days not so much. I live love them bright moons. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. That's that was the super blood wolf moon from a couple of months ago. This is a totally different notable moon we're supposed to <laughs> Too stop our lives. Many and moons. <laughs> what are we druids here? <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator Michelangelo pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm itchy. This sundress is killing me. Oh uh, well yeah, but come on, it's spring. What are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, I know. Hey um we, I'm going back to the gym, and they have other activities besides uh, running and weightlifting. They have, like, dance classes, like ballroom dance and stuff. Right. And the girlfriend has this idea of maybe trying to get us to do, like, ballroom dance or something like that. And I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about this. Um, I've never danced before, and I... I you never sure. danced Hold at all? Follow-up yeah, question. Exactly. Not a single time you've moved to the music? I have, but very uncomfortably. How, <laughs> okay. many, how many times do you think total you've danced Jeez. as an adult? I'd say maybe four. Really? Very, very rare. That's not uh, very often. Total time spent less than ten minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. That's not, I don't like to dance either. I just but don't I, like to dance. I just feel so I've uncomfortable. I've danced quite uh. a few more than four times, mostly, you know, in an attempt to uh, enjoy the company of a young lady. Well, not that, because I really wanted to get out. Oh, this song makes me want to move. That's how I express <laughs> myself. <laughs> My biggest fear is a circle forming around me. Oh, <laughs> so, oh boy. a circle of shame. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, there was a dance and, uh, oh, that reminds me, you know, here at the workplace, they have yoga a night or two a week. And, uh, a lot of the people around here, including women, well, you're engaged now. 
So, but um, uh, a lot of people do the yoga here. Do you know that? I had people, no yeah, idea. I didn't know that. it either. I just found it out the other day. Here people, in the radio ranch, or yeah. the building, or what? Well, they go downstairs, but the yeah. people in this this radio, they bring their clothes to work, and then they all go down together. Oh, that's cool. Part of a workplace thing and do yoga. You should do that. I should. Yeah, that'd do be that. great, Joe. What do you mean I should do that? What are you talking about? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> If I ever do yoga, it's not going to be around people I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, please. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? I got the Lululemon. I'll show up. The um, I need you to bend over now. I am bending over. This is, <laughs> this is as far as I go. This is it. <laughs> uh, another edition of, uh, of Trailer Time with Positive Sean, the Toy Story 4. Trailer dropped this Ooh. week. The, the Pixar flagship franchise. I did Be know that. careful with my beloved Toy Story. The I only, did not know that. I got to show that to my kids. The only goal going into this trailer was to save the tears for when I actually see the movie, which almost assuredly will come out. Oh no! But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's up there. It's at ArmstrongandGetty.com. If you would like to watch me watch a trailer, I don't know why, but if you would like to. How you can go do tra- that. How long is the trailer? About two minutes. Oh wow, my kids are gonna love that. I'm taking a note right now to make sure to show it to them. Cool. Yes, very exciting. And also, I do have day one of the NCAA bracket filled out based on which mascot would defeat the other mascot. Oh, yes. The only scientific way to fill out the bracket, if you ask me. Fantastic. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, I like Positive Sean have an investment strategy that is working. The Powerball jackpot just keeps on getting bigger. Nobody (laughs) matched all five numbers so Saturday's the drawing... The excitement you get for this. I mean, it obviously really energizes you. Saturday's drawing is going to be worth at least $625 million. Now, I was one of those who got zipped last night, but my investment rolls over, adds to the overall pot, which I am sure I will eventually win. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to Saturday to make yet another deposit. Fantastic. I hope you win, Marshall. I truly do. Um, you know, I was just thinking, if you would have told me when I was a young man that someday I would work at a radio station where the people there do yoga after work, but nobody does a March Madness bracket, I would have thought, what kind of a strange situation have I ended up in? <laughs> yes to yoga, no to March Madness brackets. Um, maybe I'll get into one online. You got to do it, right? Don't you have to do a March Madness bracket? Don't you have to? I think it's a beautiful thing. It's yeah. a community thing. It's a fun thing. It's illegal it's gambling. It's it brings people together. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. Well, amongst all of us, well, I have gotten into March excitement. That's true. You I are have, invested. I have invested with my financial advisor. Awesome. March or uh, Sean will be going through the mascots, yes. and we'll figure out how to fill out your bracket, which is as likely to win as any other. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Thursday, March twenty first. The year 2019, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, so let's uh, tip off now according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. Uh, he's a whack job, there's no question about it, but I really don't know him. He's a whack job. Well, again, I can tell you that. That's <laughs> I don't the, know him, but he's a whack job. That's the Kelly Kelly Ann Conway's yes. husband beef when he's not busy with the beating up on John McCain. Right, that would be George, one George Conway. Yes. He's a Whack nobody job. who I only know exists because the president's a meddle with him. Correct. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, President Trump makes it plain he doesn't like John McCain. The FBI is jumping into the Boeing Max 8 investigation. And get ready, my friends, for the textualizer coming to a neighborhood near you. I don't know what that is, but it sounds very exciting. How does mail bag look? Oh, it's very nice. Strong opinions today, Jack. Strong. 
Uh, yeah, we have to explain the backstory if you don't know it on the McCain-Trump feud because it, it, you know, it's somewhat complicated. Sure, it uh, justifies the uh, the speech yesterday, but oh, then as usual, the timing was a little odd. Yeah. Uh, Stepping well, on one's own message-wise. He's playing three-dimensional chess. Oh, There's sorry. things going on okay. here you don't understand. Yeah, there must be. Mailbag next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I blame millennials. I just say that a few times a day for practice. <laughs> it's good to stay in shape. Yeah. I blame millennials. Um, a poll on uh, what people think of the admissions process for universities. That is... Uh, uh, pretty striking, really. All right. Among other things that we've got coming up, so Wanna you can stick around. Get to the story behind the Trump going after the late John McCain story, because uh, while the the speech was crazy in a lot of ways, and Marshall had his news at the bottom, if you didn't hear it, excellent. But it, yeah, uh, and but the story behind it is really interesting. Also, one of the headlines you're hearing all day long today is about the International Happiness Survey. And how badly the U.S. ranks because of our awful, awful society and policies. Does anybody ever tell you who puts that out and what their methodology is and what their philosophy is? Of course not. Because our inch-deep media is just focused on, you know, whatever's exciting or, or, you know, scary or conflict-oriented. Mailbag. Josie from Idaho. Well, let me do a quick happiness survey of myself. Josie, hang on just a moment. Not very. Mm, That's what I came that. up with. Sorry to hear that. I blame millennials. I, I would rank myself as peeved this morning. <laughs> okay. Josie from Idaho uh, has had to give up the One More Thing podcast. Uh-oh. So listening to the, oh, I've taken a listening to the One More Thing podcast over lunch. It's an extra segment we do of the show. It's long. It's generally not political. Um, it's very, very loose and sometimes includes mild obscenities. I don't believe I've ever uttered one because I'm not that sort of person. You're too talented to work blue. Right. Uh, so he's uh, listening to the podcast over lunch. I'm sorry, but I must quit you. The first episode I ever heard included the tale of falling into an outhouse pit. Mm. Appetizing that. Today's episode was about cockroaches. But all the episodes in between have made me laugh so hard I blew Diet Coke through my nose. So you are officially not safe for lunch. You have to be moved to the dishwashing slot. So apparently when it's not sickening, it's hilarious. But either way, food comes back out of your mouth yeah which is not and josie all we can do is apologize and tell you if you'd like to listen to the one more thing podcast you can get it at uh, itunes or uh, the iheart radio app wherever podcasts are, are distributed we got a hmm we got a note hansen from a, a nice lady who said she's going she's traveling overseas she really wants to take a and g with her which is wonderful but she can't figure out the podcast thing i was tempted to write back to her 
Find somebody young and ask them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. Hmm. Go to your 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 music app on your smartphone, and look for the podcast button, and well, find a young person. But thank you. I mean, and, and safe travels. Joe's hypocrisy is the topic of this email from Adam from Pleasanton, California. Uh, he's taking a shot at me. That's fine. I can take it. During hour one of yesterday's show, Jack claimed he would move to another country if 16-year-olds were given the right to vote and the electrical college were banned. <laughs> Joe said that he would reassure everyone that he would put two arms around us and maybe give us a little reach around. Is this... <laughs> Is this the same Joe who refuses to curse on the podcast because the show has a brand to protect? You have one really interesting brand. KGM TV, keep giving me the vapors, Aaron from Pleasanton. Mm. Thank you, Aaron. That's right. Um, I'm I'm the one who usually claims I'm not going to use foul language because the brand Jack is claiming purity this morning mm-hmm. for some reason. On the topic of John McCain, Mark writes, I think McCain uh, sicking the IRS on the Tea Party was almost treasonous. He did a lot of good things and was a good man, but this is the thing I will always remember about him. That's true for me, too, honestly. I am bothered by people who can't hold two thoughts in their head at the same time. Indeed. You can be a war hero and then do things that some people don't like politically. One doesn't go away for the other. You can be a war hero, and 40 years later... As a politician, do something reprehensible. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I know a lot of Trump supporters who hate John McCain prior to yesterday. Right. So they're not bothered by Trump saying that stuff. Now, right. in general, why Trump needed to say that stuff, I don't know. But uh, Yeah, whether it was worth doing or strategic or made him look dumb. I mean, these are questions quite apart from... John McCain and his legacy and what he did as a politician, especially in the latter part of his uh, career, when he was not above subterfuge. Uh, But moving along. Uh, On the topic of 16-year-olds voting, my son and I commute from Gilroy to San Jose, California, every morning to get him to uh, his school. You're talking about 16-year-olds voting, and he said, uh, and I quote, are you kidding me? Number one, we don't care, and number two, we are stupid. Ha! That's a pretty smart 16-year-old. Yeah. Self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, and it's he, not you're not stupid. You just don't have the information from life right. to be involved in the voting process. You don't have the life experience. And that's hard to hear for young people. It was hard for me to hear as a young person. But, uh, okay, so you're a politically aware young person. And you think you could vote. And I congratulate you, because that probably means you're doing your best to be involved and informed. Good for you. On the other hand, it's very much like if a network were to report on election night, with three quarters of 1% in, we're ready to project a winner. You have three quarters of 1% of the information you need to really have perspective about life and politics and policy and the way the country's run. I know it seems like you know everything you need to know. That's universal. Me too at your age. The vast majority of people, including myself, look back on what they thought when they were in their early 20s and are embarrassed. <laughs> Which is <laughs> why... alone 16. Which is why I gently urge my beloved offspring to perhaps wait a while before getting their life's philosophy tattooed upon them. Tattooed on them? Yes. Oh, gotcha. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm glad this, I didn't. This next note begins, I heard your show where you mocked Beto. That doesn't really narrow it down, but maybe we'll finish the rest of that note in a little while. 
So we'll bring you up to speed on everything coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Judge Clarence Thomas asked his first question in three years at the Supreme Court yesterday. What that question was coming up. Also, disgusting, the Catholic Church in Illinois, 395 clergy accused of sexual abuse. Almost 400 in that particular little spot. Just incredible. This is not a large organization that happens to have a lot of sexual predators. It would seem there is something about the nature of the beast that attracts, encourages, and coddles sexual predators. Some more on that later. I suppose this is kind of a complicated story. So the president took on the late John McCain yesterday. I like the president's chances in that one. Before we get to what the president said. What did McCain say? Where he was and what he was there for as a setup is kind of interesting. And this is as they put it on Fox News. Just to let you know, this isn't, you know, an attempt to bash Trump on MSNBC. This is John Roberts from Fox News yesterday. The president should have had an easy win this afternoon, a visit to an army tank plant that was revitalized by increased military spending that the president ordered and new jobs were created. But instead, the president stepped all over his message, going after a man who has been dead for seven months. So he's got a, he's got in front of him a clear win for the military, for the economy. Manufacturing jobs specifically. All that sort of stuff. Swing state. But that's not what he talked about. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. As you were saying, President Trump going after the late John McCain, reciting an extended list of grievances during that appearance among Trump's complaints. I endorsed him at his request, and I gave him the kind of funeral that he wanted, which as president I had to approve. I don't care about this. I didn't get thank you. That's okay. We sent him on the way, but I wasn't a fan of John McCain. So now what we could say is, now we're all set. I don't think I have to answer that question, but the press keeps, what do you think of McCain? What do you think? Not my kind of guy, but some people like him, and I think that's great. He went on and on with prepared remarks. This wasn't, you know, he got rolling off the cuff and, and lost it like can happen. Um, with any of us, really. But um, he prepared remarks attacking McCain and, and running through the list of grievances he's got against him in in front of a crowd that didn't seem to be digging it at all. Right. No. Right. No. So it, it's just it's hard to imagine what he was up to. Yeah, Trump was also criticizing McCain for having given a dossier alleging that Russia had compromising information on him to the FBI after the 2016 election and for casting the deciding vote against the so-called skinny repeal of the Affordable Care Act in 2017. Yeah, campaigned for years for repeal and replace. When he finally had the chance to do it, he voted against repeal and replace. He and and a speechwriter, or he alone or whatever, sat down and crafted a speech... For this event, again, where you get the opportunity to say, the economy's great, which it is. I'm rebuilding the military, which I am. Manufacturing jobs are coming back, which they are. All these great things. Mm -hmm. He crafted a speech where he went one by one why he hates John McCain. Right. Which is, you can't, it's impossible to know why that would be. Strategically, I just don't get it. 
there are legitimate gripes with John McCain and and some of what's come out recently about the whole Steele dossier. Yeah. I tell you what, John McCain was a politician who would stick in the knife. I mean, he absolutely. There's a shock. I mean, it's a, but the way he did it and how it factors into the Mueller probe and the Steele dossier and the way he was clearly promoting it around Washington D.C. Really interesting stuff politically. Mm-hmm. And and to me, it's it's beyond interesting. It's fascinating. But we can't get there because everybody's obsessed with the president. It rather unskillfully bad mouthing a dead guy. Can we play that, so other, I, that other clip, uh, Trump 5, where he goes on and on about more about uh, his hatred of John McCain at this event I've for some reason? never liked him much. Hasn't been for me. I've really probably never will. Why? why? Okay. I don't know why. So if you, if you watch the speech, he's, he's got that crowd, Trump-loving crowd in front of him right. with, with plenty to crow about. And he says, oh, and the Steele dossier, and the boo-boo. I mean, it was like a Trump rally where people right. were getting excited. And as soon as he started in, now, John McCain, there's a guy I don't like. And it was just dead quiet yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 don't know, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. Meanwhile, McCain's daughter, Megan, uh, was saying that she thinks overall her dad would get a kick out of the feud at this point. If I had told my dad... Seven months after you're dead, you're going to be dominating the news and all over Twitter. He would think it was hilarious that our president was so jealous of him mm-hmm. that he was dominating jealous. the news cycle in death as well. Like I said earlier, I've got plenty of Trump uh, family and friends who hate John McCain, so right. they, they weren't going to be bothered by that speech. But I just, I just don't see the upside. He's, 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 it's worked for him, though. He's done this since he announced. Mm-hmm. He would have something great to talk about. Good poll numbers, and then he'd say something crazy that he'd have to defend all day long. So, I, you know, whatever. All right, switching gears. You know it's illegal to text while you're driving in most states, and now there is a legislative proposal that would make Nevada one of the first states to allow police to use technology to find out if a person was using a cell phone at the time of a car crash. Yeah, I have problems with this. If the measure passes, it would allow police to use a device known as the Textalizer, which connects to a cell phone and looks for user activity. They're going to connect to your cell phone and get information out of your cell phone. For any wreck, I would imagine. Yep. Because any wreck could have been caused by texting. From a fatality to a a minor wreck. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and the, and the, and the man is going to be plugging into your phone that has all your information, everything about you is in there. That's that's a problem. The opponents of using the device say it's also a violation of the Fourth Amendment, which protects against unreasonable searches. So there's a big battle over this, but I would bet dollars to donuts it'll be coming to a police department in your neighborhood someday soon. Well, and it gets even more complicated because if you have a hands-free device, your you know your phone records are not going to show that sort of thing, and then you get into okay, the law says it's lawful to use a hands-free device, but unlawful to hold this phone in your hand, which study after study shows there's no significant difference in safety. Right, but. If you are talking on the phone on a hands-free device, which is lawful, they can still charge you with distracted driving, most probably, saying, well, studies also prove that it's just distracting right. to talk on the phone. So you're distracted to the point that you hit someone. So you're busted. And just the problem is the law is so fuzzy about all this stuff. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And- 
You know, when you're talking about traffic offenses, even wrecks and stuff, def- taking it to court as opposed to just paying the fines, even like big fines, it's just, it's not, well, it's cost prohibitive. You're not going to spend $10,000 defending yourself against a $2,500 fine, especially when you go to all your friends who've done it and said, yeah, the judge looked at me, said, be serious, and then hit the gavel. I got a ticket one time and went and fought it in court, and it made it bigger. Yeah. I ended up paying more. Yeah, you didn't do it right. Apparently not. (laughs) No kidding. It was a stupid ticket. Should have brought me in as your defense. Your Honor, (laughs) this man may look like a dangerous lunatic. And indeed, he may be a dangerous lunatic. But, I'm sorry, may I look at my notes? <laughs> you used to call me on my cell phone. One of the few things in my life I'd like to do, have a do-over. I could have done so much better. Oh, yeah. I just wasn't smart enough at the time. Didn't realize what you were walking into, I'm guessing. I didn't. It was a good life lesson. It was one of those kind of like the snow plowing parents thing we've been talking about. Sadder but wiser. I did this all on my own, and it was a... God, I was young, 21, something like that. Um, I learned something. Be prepared. Plan a he. Yeah, 21, that's a good age to go in and fight a chicken. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. They got loads of sympathy for yeah. you. With no knowledge or experience sure. on how to go about it. Sure. Just fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of different things that we got to get into. This poll about uh, how people feel about college admissions says something about... I don't know, I guess what Bernie's tapping into, maybe what Trump's tapping into a little bit. Also, I'd like to explain what the heck Trump was talking about. We should, really should do that, shouldn't we? Why is he mad? Yes, please. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Call me on my Never liked them much. Hasn't been for me. I've really probably never will. That's Donald Trump yesterday taking on John McCain, which Joe's about to explain why he's so angry with John McCain. Uh, Coming up, at some point we should talk about how the Trump campaign once again is killing it on Facebook compared to anybody else that's running for president. Remember, that was his secret weapon that nobody knew about until after the election. Just their mastery of Facebook. What was happening behind the scenes is the media thought, you know, it was a bunch of, uh, you know, two idiots in a, in a room somewhere running this, this bare bones campaign. Michael Cohen and Corey Lewandowski. They had figured out the whole Facebook thing in, in, better than anybody ever had. And it looks like they're doing it again. Anyway, more on that later. So the president went after uh, the late John McCain in the speech yesterday, talked about how he didn't like him. Talked at length about how nice a funeral he threw for him, even though he didn't like him. Never was, got a thank you. It was just odd. It was really odd, and and I don't get it at all. I don't I don't understand why he went there in the way he did. But he's uh, an interesting guy to say the least. And the, and then the overall significance will be little. I mean, this story oh, will no. go in a week from now. Well, it seemed like a big deal yesterday in the media if you follow it at all, and you probably don't. Right. But a week from now, you'll be won't even remember it happened. Yeah, so. This is a a big, juicy, delicious Trump is a jerk story for the media, 
And they can pretend to revere a dead war hero who they slandered with their every breath while he was alive. So it's a great gossip story. But why was Trump bringing up McCain? Nobody's talking about that. And that is the really interesting part. So, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Getty with the really interesting part. A guy by the name of David Kramer was deposed in December of 2017 as part of a legal battle over BuzzFeed's publication of the the infamous Steele dossier. And a judge just released the transcripts of that deposition. The deposition is all about McCain and one of his top aides getting the dossier and shopping it around. I will I will summarize first. Both McCain and David Kramer, his aide, seemed very intent on lots of people seeing it. They say, and John McCain said this in his autobiography, he said it was entirely for national security purposes. He was afraid we might have a president who is vulnerable to a foreign government, and he was entirely worried about the, the security of this great country. Even though... Every news outlet that's not BuzzFeed that looked at it thought, this is just over the top. Right. We're not printing this. Right. So, there's no way, and now that we all know what a lot of the details are, that you don't look at that and think, oh, come on. Really? But John McCain took it seriously. So, here's here's the way it unfolded. And, or and, wanted to get it out there, one of the two. Well, yeah, and hang with me, because the key fact will come out in, in a couple of minutes. So, uh, November 2016, they're at a security forum. McCain says he learned of the dossier after Kramer, is his guy, introduced him to a retired British diplomat who knew of it. Kramer said the diplomat approached him, presumably as a way to connect with McCain. They had to choose McCain because they knew he hated Trump, right? Probably, yeah. Uh, McCain and co-author Mark Salter wrote in his book, I had an obligation to bring to the attention of appropriate officials unproven accusations I could not assess myself. Uh, in the deposition, Kramer said of McCain's views on the dossier, I don't think in the least that he wanted that he viewed this in political terms. And neither do I, he said. So there's no politics here. It's just national security, they claim. McCain directed Kramer to travel to London to meet with Christopher Steele, who wrote what is according to everybody a work of fiction. Bob Woodward called it a garbage document. Right. Thank you. During that one day trip in his personal capacity. So Kramer's saying, well, I, it's just going on my own, even though uh, the senator sent me. Uh, Steele met Kramer at the airport and identified himself via text message as the man wearing the blue coat. Steele then, uh, you know, I, I used my. Dramatic voice, but it's a little like telling the Uber driver, I'm wearing a blue coat. <laughs> so, so never mind. At, after lunch at a nearby pub, Steele told Kramer, quote, that he thought having Senator McCain weigh in on it would be uh, helpful in terms of having the FBI uh, additional prodding to take it seriously. Right. Now, back in Washington, this Kramer chap obtained two versions of the dossier. Um, by Glenn Simpson, former journalist and co-founder of Fusion GPS, a research firm. 
One was a copy with redactions, one without. Steele was contracted by Fusion GPS to conduct opposition research on Trump for the Democratic National Committee and law firm representing Hillary Clinton. During the handoff in McCain's office in late November, at night, interestingly, Kramer recalled telling McCain and aide Chris Brose that he couldn't verify the information, but the senator should share it with law enforcement. McCain asked Kramer to share the report with a State Department official and a National Security Council official. So far, fitting McCain's narrative that it was all about national security. Senator McCain asked me to meet both of them as due diligence um, before he went to Director Comey. Top McCain aide later told Kramer the senator shared the dossier with Comey, then FBI director, uh, etc. Kramer acknowledged during the deposition that he gave a copy of the memos to the reporters at BuzzFeed News. Uh, McClatchy News Service, The Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, and National Public Radio. So these people who are intent on merely ensuring the national security of this great nation took this confidential report that they were to observe all their due diligence, uh, sharing with a couple of government departments before they went to the FBI. But meanwhile, they were shopping it to... Uh, BuzzFeed, McClatchy, WAPO, Wall Street Journal, and NPR. Hard to explain that. Kramer said Steele and Simpson were aware of some of his contacts with media outlets. Um, Steele asked him specifically to meet with Carl Bernstein at BuzzFeed. Uh, I, you know, became aware other journalists had seen it or had it. I stressed to every person I met the sensitivity of the document, the need to verify or refute it, and not to publish it. So he goes to half a dozen prominent media outlets and said, look at this S, would you? But don't publish it. See ya. Hmm. Uh, then he, he goes into how... And pe- they didn't. Because they looked at it and thought it was crap. Right. Until BuzzFeed printed it, and Ex- then, right. then it was out. Yeah, except for BuzzFeed. And he, he tells a story about, I told a reporter you can read it, but you uh, you can't take it. And the guy said, well, I'm a slow reader, so can I hang out for a while? I said, yeah, I'm not going to read over your shoulder. I'll come back in half an hour. And this document is... And the guy, listen to this, Jack. He took pictures of it with his phone to the shock and horror of Mr. Kramer. Please. And this document is what started the whole thing, the whole investigation, the whole special counsel, the whole everything. The whole Um, Mueller report sprung for no not the uh, there are those who claim because i'm trying to be fair here that there was other stuff carter page saying strange things uh a uh, uh, drunk papadopoulos in a bar that contributed to the yeah. russia report but the steel dossier was maybe history will nail yeah. that down there are many who say there's no special counsel without the steel dossier uh, right i'm not denying that i'm just saying Trey there are a couple says of other that. things that was the big thing yeah Trey gowdy says without the steel dossier there is no there is no none of this. Right. Um, uh, so that's why McCain hates or that's why Trump hates McCain, because McCain and his people were pitching this thing as hard as they could all over D.C. You do have to remember that McCain might have had still uh, been a little butthurt over the whole Trump bad mouthing him as a war hero and prisoner of war thing. Again, that would inexplicable make li- and inexcusable. That would make you that that would make you uh, well, stick in your craw. Sure. You could look for an opportunity to take that person down. Right. So, that's that's one of the many reasons you should be nice to people. Uh, yeah. So, are you guys pro-Trump or anti-Trump? I hear some of you asking through the ether. We just break it down so you understand what's going on. Well, that, that Trump, that, the McCain speech yesterday, I don't know how you could defend that 
even if you hate McCain viciously. There's just no point in making that a news story yesterday. It doesn't help you. Tout the economic stuff. Tout the manufacturing stuff. Tout the military stuff, which or, is all true. Or say John McCain was a war hero, but he did things politically that were inexcusable. For instance, why did he, he can't get to, away with that. Why did his name need to come up at all? The dossier. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. 